Good evening. My name is Dewan Nelson, and I will be your moderator for this class. Welcome to another lecture given by members of the Southfield Michigan class. This is a school and not a church, and neither are we affiliated with any religious organization. This school is a nonprofit, non-denominational, religious, and scientific research organization dedicated to showing proof of the existence of Yahweh, our Elohim, and the operation of his eternal purpose, pattern, and plan operating throughout eternity to this present day. This school was established as a result of a divine vision and revelation given to our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley, in the state of Ohio in the year 1931. We hold classes in the United States, Canada, and certain other foreign countries. The Southfield, Michigan class was established in 1997. The vice president of the Southfield, Michigan class is Dr. Ron Atkins. The president is Dr. Edward Ewell. And the dean of the Southfield, Michigan class is Dr. Marvin Lewis. In this school, we use the true, correct, and original name and title of the Father, the Word or Son, and the Holy Spirit, which are contained in the original Hebrew text. The true name of the Heavenly Father is Yahweh. It has been improperly substituted by Lord. The true title of the Word or Son is Elohim. It has been improperly substituted by God. The name of the Holy Spirit manifested in or out of a physical body is Yahshua. It has been erroneously substituted by Jesus Christ. Lord and God are titles and not names. The Apostle Paul filled with the Holy Spirit tells us in 1 Corinthians 8 and 5 that there are Lord's many and God's many. But we now know that each Lord must have a name and each God must have a name also. Elohim is a title, but unlike Lord and God, Elohim is a divine title. That means Elohim is the title that our creator chose for himself. Jesus is a name, but it is an erroneous name. A minor investigation on your part in a good dictionary or encyclopedia will prove that neither the Hebrew language, the Greek language, nor the Latin language have any characters or letters in their alphabet that will produce the sound that is made by this letter J. Neither was there a letter J in the English language until some 1400 years after the Messiah's death. Therefore, such names as Jesus and Jehovah are impossible renderings of the true and original name of our Father and His Son. Christ is a title just like Lord and God. Yahweh is pure spirit, and in this state, He is incomprehensible and inscrutable. He is the ultimate source, substance, limits, and bounds of everything. We have Yahweh and His pure spirit state symbolized on this chart as a cloud. Yahweh is not a cloud. He merely chose a cloud to symbolize himself because a cloud has no particular or descriptive shape and form. We have drawn this cloud all around the edges of this chart to show you that everything on the chart is within the cloud. In like manner, everything in the universe abides within the pure spirit state of Yahweh. Yahweh knowing that man cannot perceive of him in this pure spirit state, took on shape and took on form right within himself as Elohim. 
This is the word or son, a super incorporeal being that is having the shape and form Well, I'm sorry, we uh, accidentally muted you. Um, the last thing you said was this, uh, having the shape and form of a man, but without flesh and blood. Why can you unmute yourself? Okay, can you guys hear me now? Sorry about that, yeah. Okay. Yahweh knowing that man could not perceive of him in this pure spirit state, took on shape and took on form right within himself as Elohim. This is the word or son, a super incorporeal being that is having the shape and form of a man, but without flesh and blood. This form could only be seen in divine visions and understood in divine revelations. Later on, this self-same spirit manifested himself in a physical body and walked the earth plane as Yahshua the Messiah, whom the world calls Jesus Christ. Now, there is only one name given unto salvation, and we must know that name. So the simple yet intelligent question that we should ask ourselves is, what was the name of the savior during the time he walked the earth plane? A further understanding of this name and title may be had by reading the preface of the Holy Name Bible. Also, at this school, we teach by the divine pattern of the universe. It is called the divine pattern because it is Yahweh's pattern. After Yahweh led the children of Israel out of Egypt, he called Moses atop Mount Sinai and showed him the tabernacle pattern in a vision. Yahweh instructed Moses to build one exactly like it in the wilderness of Sinai. The pattern consists of a most holy place, a holy place, and court roundabout. These three compartments make up the one tabernacle pattern. In this school, we show proof that everything in the universe is made and operates according to the structure and function of these threefold tabernacle pattern and that absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. The primary constitutional objectives and aims are as follows. First, to help you find and know Yahweh our Elohim as he really is and actually exists. Second, to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood of humanity in Yahshua the Messiah without distinction of race or nationality, creed, sex, caste, or color. Third, to investigate the unexplained spirit law or so-called law of nature in the powers latent in man. Fourth, to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religions, psychology, philosophy, and modern practical and occult science. Fifth, to extirpate current superstition, skepticisms, and ignorance. Sixth, to learn, know, and understand the operation of Yahweh's eternal purpose through the dispensations and ages. Seventh, to discern and avoid being deceived by Lucifer, the serpent, the devil, the dragon, or Satan and his demons operating the mystery of iniquity on earth through the dispensations of time. Eighth, to earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith which was once delivered unto the sons or children of Yahweh. Ninth, to make known that Yahweh from the beginning ordained that there is no other name 
given among men, whereby man can be saved, saving the name of Yahshua, the Messiah. And 10th, to inherit eternal life now in the kingdom of Yahshua, the Messiah, with the hope of immortal glorification in the new earth state. Our watchword is peace. Our slogan is speak the truth. We will now have a prayer by the vice, excuse me, by the president of the Southfield branch, uh, Dr. Edward Ewell, followed by scripture reading, 2 Corinthians and 4, 2 and 4, sorry, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians 4th chapter, by read by Dr. Lauren Lewis. Dr. Ewell. Okay, can you hear me? Yes, I'd like, like to say good evening to the class and attending members in the body of Yahshua Messiah. Let us all bow our hearts and mind in a moment of prayer, giving thanks unto Yahshua, who is our only hope, our only savior, and has the power to redeem all that believe on him, that he's did the works to enable us to have eternal life in the new heaven and new earth state. Um, we want to be diligent to always hear the voice of Yahshua Messiah as it comes and speaks to people and gives all things that are enlightened or enlightened to us by bringing those things that are taught by the Holy Spirit back to our memory. We want to be diligent and believe that all the things to accomplish your salvation has been completed by Yahshua Messiah. And he is the only hope, the only hope of salvation, the only hope of eternal life, only hope of eternal glorification, again, in the new heaven and new earth state. We also want to seek to keep the integrity of the gospel and let nothing change your mind or your heart against the true gospel, which is of Yahshua the Messiah, our Savior. Those words, words I like to say, hallelujah. 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 I'd like to say good evening to the class. <clears throat> and I'll be reading out of the King James Version, substituting the true names where appropriate. That is 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of Yahweh deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of Yahweh. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them, which believe not, least the light of the glorious gospel of the Messiah, who is the image of the Elohim should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Yahshua the Messiah, the Savior, and ourselves your servants for Yahshua's sake. For Yahweh, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of Yahweh in the face of Yahshua the Messiah. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of Yahweh and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed, 
we are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed, always bearing about in the body the dying of the Savior, Yahshua, that life also of Yahshua might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Yahshua's sake, that the life also of Yahshua might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then death worketh in us, but life in you. We have in the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak, knowing that he which raised, <clears throat> excuse me, knowing that he which raised up the Savior, Yahshua, shall raise up us also by Yahshua and shall present us with you, excuse me, for all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many rebound to the glory of Yahweh, for which cause we faint not, but through our outward man, excuse me, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. That was 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Yule, uh, for the beautiful prayer, and Dr. Warren Lewis for the scripture reading tonight. I once again would like to welcome you all out. So thanks again for joining to all our members and visitors. Um, we welcome you in the bonds of peace. I'd like to uh, remind you to keep your, uh, your devices muted if possible and uh, keep your cameras off until, I mean, your mics off until uh, the end of the, uh, the lecture on this call. And it's a pleasure tonight to call from our Southfield, Michigan branch, uh, Sister Diane Atkins. Diane? Good evening, class. Good evening. Um, it's always a pleasure to have anything to say about Yahweh. Um, and coming into the class, before coming into the class, of course, I, I knew nothing about our Heavenly Father. And I'm so blessed to be, to have been chosen. Um, and to know that that was nothing I can, it wasn't in my control. I had nothing to do with that. I'm so grateful um, that he chose me. And he chose me and has um, given me an opportunity to know him as he really is and actually exists. I didn't know that you could know God as I used to call him. I didn't know that. I didn't know what spirit was because in the world they teach you, you ask what spirit is, spirit is God. Well, okay, what's that? God is spirit. But it was, has never been explained to me um, because they don't know. 
and the ones who do know, they're not, um, they're not, it's not profitable, I'll put it that way, for them to uh, speak about what the true name of our Heavenly Father is. Um, like I said, I'm just grateful and thankful that Yahweh has chosen me. I um, I'm so much to learn. Um, I've learned that I have to ask Yahweh for every everything. In my past, I, I I didn't do that. I thought I did, but I didn't truly give everything over to Him because everything is His anyway. I, I I didn't I didn't do that before. And it's a process. It's definitely a process because um, when you in a in the world and you're living the world in a carnal way, that's what you know. Um, but uh, we're in a spiritual age trying to live in a carnal world and it's not easy. That's, that's why I'm so thankful that, that, that Yahweh chose me. He pulled me out of all of that hell and, and all of that not understanding this and not knowing this Mm-hmm. Not knowing that I was walking around breathing Yahweh's name all forever since day one. Not not knowing that, not knowing that that's what I, I'm. We're breathing Yahweh, Yahweh. Wouldn't even have my wildest thoughts of anything would have thought like that. But Yahweh has to give that to me. Um, coming into the class. And learning what Yahweh has given me, it's been truly a blessing. It's been truly a blessing. My eyes are open more than what they've ever been. I look mm-hmm. at things differently. Um, and I ask Yahweh to give it to me. I, I ask him. I mean, you know, I, I don't know if it's the, the fleshly part of us, that, or if I speak for me, of me that didn't want to ask or thought I was in control and 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 that's so wrong that's so wrong we're not in control i'm not in control of anything mm-hmm. and i'm thankful for that because um if it was left up to me there's a lot of th- things that i would have done or you know even now i know it's not up to me it's not yahweh has to do it all it's his will it's mm-hmm. whatever his will is and i'm thankful that I that I know that and I'm, I'm and I'm learning that it's still you know uh, it's a process it is a process right and for me um, I know Yahweh knows what He is doing I know He knows what He is doing uh, He brought me out of that darkness into the light and only He can do that. Um, there is a, a reason for everything and we can understand those things. Can you, um, reader, please get me Romans 1, 19 and 20. Okay. Um, it's Romans 1 and 19. Because that which may be known of Yahweh is manifest in them. For Yahweh hath shown it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even his supernal power, and excuse me, even his eternal power and supernal nature, so that they are without excuse. 
I mean, to me, that 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 I, the first time I really heard that scripture, or got any kind of understanding about that scripture, was in class, uh, coming to the class. I and um, I, I was like, I kept reading it. I asked y'all, what what is that? But that which may be known of him is manifest in them. <laughs> you know, we 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 breathe his name. We we get the letter Y's in our hands. Never even thought about that. The trees, everything we need to know, we can know about him. Um, but unless you have been, um, have you? Unless you have been called into the teaching, or someone comes to you and speaks to you about it. Even even if someone speaks to you about Yahweh, because I. When I first got in class, I did go back and I was talking and um, talking about the, what Yahweh has showed me about our hands and how we breathe and the trees and, you know, different things like that. Never even, I had never even crossed my little mind. But I'm so thankful that it has. Now I can see it. Yahweh has caused me to be able to see it because you can see it, you can hear it and still not even see it, not even understand it. But Yahweh has given me that, and I'm so thankful. I mean, they had everything wrong. They had the name wrong out there in the world. The name is wrong. What his mission is is wrong. How to worship him is wrong. And all that, you know, I wouldn't have known unless I, I, was, I was able to be called into, or I had been called into teaching to learn it. It's so much. It's so much. It's you like starting from step one from like, and we are we are his children. He has to take us like like babies. I appreciate that. Um, that he his he, he's taking me as a baby, and you know he's giving me the milk and he's you know giving me a little bit at a time. I I, I I'm so thankful for that. Um, and I am so um. I'm usually so overwhelmed because it's overwhelming to me, uh, this, the teaching and, and being able to understand it, some of it. It's a little bit, you take a little bit, just like, you know, Yahweh has to chip that, chip all that old stuff out of you. He has to take that out of you. It, and it takes time. It's not overnight. It's, um, it takes time. But, um, once again, I just appreciate you giving me the opportunity to say anything uh, or give any kind of testimony of any kind about the, our Heavenly Father. And um, I'd just like to say, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's been a blessing. My family has really been blessed and I've been blessed. And, and you have to know this thing for yourself. It's not, right. it's not about who else knows what and how good this one does. Every class, I'm going to say this because every class, I just <laughs> just told my husband, I'm nervous every class. And I don't know what that's about. I, this is this the flesh of me, the fleshy part of me. But I'm so joyous every time I can speak the name Yahweh. It's such mm. a joy. It feels good to me to be able to say, I know, I know our creative name. I know, I know that what I was taught in the world was not the right thing. I believe this teaching. You can research it. 
I never researched anything when I was in the world and in that religious world. I never did. Mm. But it's so, so freeing to be able to say, okay, somebody says a word, I can write that word. I can, I can look it up. I can under ask Yahweh to give me the understanding and he gives it to me. Right. There's no other place that you get that. There's no other place that you get that. I remember being in school and being in, in, in a, a classroom and the, the, the uh, professor whoever would give you a word, you know, you had, you, had, you had to look things up, but it was, it's, it's just different. It's a different, it's a higher learning. It's a spiritual learning and it, and it sticks with you and Yahweh brings it back to your remembrance. And I'm blessed that he does that because we have to carry this all the time. It's, you know, I remember in the world, I was all in, all in for everything in, in, in the church world. But this, and that was a lie. It's still a lie. This is the truth. So I'm so full and so thankful for uh, everything that he has given me. And I, I just continue to pray that he keeps me, keeps my mind and keep, keep me, you know, eager to learn. And I know he will if I ask. I have to ask. We have to ask. We don't want to ask, but we have to ask because this is this is about him. It has nothing to do with us. It has nothing to do with the, us, but yet he's sharing it. Mm-hmm. He's sharing it with us so openly and so lovingly. Mm-hmm. You don't even got to fight. You ain't got to fight for it. You just have to learn of him and be willing to be open about this mm-hmm. because um, that's what you have to do. Like I said, they had everything wrong, how to worship them. They still have it wrong, the name, you know, what his mission was and, and is. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can learn that. You can actually learn that. If it's important to you, you learn it. Mm-hmm. If it's important to you. And um, i just like to say thank you and um, hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Sister Atkins, for that beautiful testimony. And uh, it's with pleasure for us to call on uh, from our Southfield Michigan class, Dr. Anitra Morgan. Dr. Morgan? Looks like she may have stepped away. I don't know, maybe having trouble. Give her a few more seconds. Okay. Dr. Nitra Morgan, can you unmute? All right, well, go ahead. All right, it is with pleasure to call on our next speaker. Uh, from our Oceanside, California branch, Dr. Andrea Wolpe. Dr. Wolpe? Hi, can you guys hear me okay? Sure can. I had a gut feeling that was coming when Anitra wasn't able to unmute. 
It's funny how you get that like feeling. <laughs> I am so happy to be here with you guys. And I just want you guys to know that throughout the pandemic, I have really appreciated coming to your class. I think you guys are wonderful. I love the methodical, simple basics that you guys teach. I love how you break it down. I just really have enjoyed it. And I just want to pass that on. Um, I feel that with everything that's going on, with the world being the way it is, you have COVID that you got to worry about. You have financial things you got to worry about. There's a ton of prejudice and hatred in the world. And I see that and I see how it affects the brethren and also how it affects me. And I just feel very moved to be encouraging towards my brethren during these times because love is always an excellent tool to get things done. Mm -hmm. You know, the expression, you can kill more flies with honey than with vinegar. Mm -hmm. And I know that's not exactly the correct application, but it was the closest thing I could think of off the top of my head. If you're new to these classes, one thing that you probably notice is that even people that don't know each other, we have a bond and it's a special bond that we develop because of Yahshua the Messiah. And an example that I always think of was when John the Baptist was in his mother's belly and so was Yahshua, the two um, babies in the belly actually leapt because they recognized the spirit in each other. And it can be that way. Oftentimes in class, you could meet somebody that you haven't met and spirit bears witness with spirit, mm -hmm. which is excellent because in the world nowadays, there isn't a lot of love and there's not a lot of joy, peace, unity, um, Anything that we're witnessing in class, the world doesn't have that. Right. And it's not supposed to. The purpose of Yahshua was never to make this world perfect. The right. purpose is to make you perfect so that you can leave the world, if I could say it that way. And the love of Yahshua is something that when you start recognizing it just changes your life. And it is the most humbling thing to know that he chose, he literally handpicked you. This isn't like in church when people say, you know, come with me, brother. You can choose to accept Jesus Christ. It's actually not like that. Yahshua is choosing his family. Mm -hmm. And let me see, there is a verse in the Bible where it talks about the adoption of sons. Let me see if I can find that really quick. I think it's in Corinthians. It's Romans. Oh, Romans. Just one second. No, no stress. I'm looking too.
uh, Ephesians, I believe. Ephesians, let me try Ephesians 3 and um, let's see. Uh, Ephesians 3. Uh, let's see, where would be a good place? Um, There's also Ephesians 1 and 5. Okay. Um, yep, that'll work. All right, let's try Can Ephesians 1. Work for me? Sure. Thank that's you. Ephesians 1 and uh, 4. Bless be, excuse me, fourth verse. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. <clears throat> excuse me that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Yahshua the Messiah to himself, according to good pleasure, the good pleasure of his will. Would you like me to continue? Yeah, you can just get six and then that'll be good. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. Thank you. A little backstory about me. I was born in class. I'd never um, was raised in a church type of an environment. I've gone a couple of times in my life to get my own witness, but mm. I was never, um, I didn't have that mindset. And this is just reiterating what I was saying. Number four is that he chose us in him. It's not that kind of thing like in church where they're like, oh, just choose to accept and then everything will be okay. Mm -hmm. And a point that we always make for um, the adoption of children is, I don't know if this is exactly how they do adoption nowadays. And if it's not, I'm sorry that I'm giving a not perfect example, but when somebody goes to an orphanage to choose who they're gonna adopt, the children don't pick out the parents. Mm -hmm. The parent chooses the child. And Yahshua is our father and we are the child. So he literally handpicked you before you even thought of, before your parents thought of you. And that makes you very special. Mm -hmm. And I hope everybody realizes how special they are because that is a very humbling there's just not words in the human language to express how special you are that Yahshua chose you. Right. And I just had her finish with six because it said that he's making us acceptable. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're all down here for is we realize that we all have flaws and we all have issues and problems that we need a savior to help us to clean us up and hopefully make us perfect. Right. And that's something that a lot of people that I've met in church, I don't think they got the memo. They mm -hmm. seem like, well, if I you know, put enough money in the basket, I'll be okay. Or if I um, do my Christ credits, once again, I'd never been to church, but my family has and other people I know have. Mm -hmm. And we don't, 
go by works per se in our class. Mm. We don't go by works. Forget the per se part. Sorry, I said that. I don't want to ramble. I just want everybody to know that I am so happy to be a part of Yashua with you. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy that Yashua chose my brethren because he chose the most wonderful people. I feel like I'm going to cry thinking about this and I'm not trying to get mushy, but I just want you all to know that I care about you very much. And I am so thankful to Yashua for you. And I'm always asking Yashua to take care of my brethren, to magnify them in the gospel and to keep everybody safe. And with that, I'm going to take my seat. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Dr. Opie, for that beautiful testimony. And uh, it is now with pleasure that I call uh, Dr. Mary Taylor. I was informed Dr. Taylor may be at work. We'll give her a couple more seconds. Yes, this is Dr. Taylor. Yes, I am at work. Um, I'm more so listening in. And right now I've stepped into a room because I can't, I'm not supposed to be on the phone. But I just want to say um, hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Dr. Terry. Taylor, I'm sorry. All right. And it is with pleasure that we call on also from our Southfield uh, branch, uh, Dr. William Walker. Hello, can you hear me? Hey, Dr. Walker, yes, we can. Okay. Thank you very much for the uh, opportunity. Uh, I really enjoyed hearing from the uh, previous two speakers. Uh, I sense the joy in Sister Adkins' uh, voice. Uh, I'm always inspired when I hear her speak. Uh, I can always count on getting a boost because uh, I feed off of her her joy just in coming in contact with uh, with the gospel. And truly, that uh, that is an inspiration for me, as a, as I'm sure it is for most of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, have you noticed uh, all of a sudden there are a lot of uh, programs on the television dealing with uh, nature, things of a natural uh, consistency, everything from uh, the ocean uh, to the moon to the mountains. Uh, all of a sudden there's, there's just a slew of uh, documentaries. Mm-hmm. about these things. Now, Doc Kenley tried to make us understand that everything that we make witness to in this earth plane, 
is something that has been placed there by our wonderful and almighty creator, Yahweh himself, you see, and that it points, it it being the, the whatever it is, uh, it points to uh, to him so that we know and we understand and we have the, the common intelligence that he has given all of us whereby we may we may know him. And so it's kind of like uh, all of a sudden it's been placed in the, the hearts and minds. And there's always been uh, documentaries, but uh, I, I see a, a, a plethora of them these days. Uh, uh, I, I enjoy, I enjoy uh, those type programs, you see. Uh, that, that's number one to me. Number two is professional football. <laughs> number three is uh, is college football. But you see, you can even show how the pattern of Yahweh can be uh, shown to those games of pleasure, you see. But uh, the other day, there was, there was a... Uh, program on TV, it was only lasted probably about an hour, but it was talking about uh, the moon, you see, and uh, we know that there's all kinds of uh, things happening in the earth plane, uh, whereas you can signal or you can see that, uh, that things are happening now and happening quickly, you see. Uh, to 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 show us and understand, uh, so that we can understand that hey, I'm coming quick, and I'm coming soon. You see, and everything that that we now know, of being natural and physical, will disappear. Uh, we will go from this age and dispensation, uh, which is of the flesh, into a a spiritual age. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said dis dispensation. Uh, nevertheless, we, we are going into, very shortly, into uh, a, a spiritual uh, existence, you see. So, you see, uh, we all will carry on throughout eternity in Yahweh's creation, you see, without a physical body, without a physical car to drive, without a physical kite to fly you, you see everything will be spiritual you, you, you understand now before that happens uh we are bound to see that uh our creator has has preordained that this creation come to an end you see thus it has been placed uh abundantly in the hearts and minds of men to do and say and show things on television that are very relevant to his physical creation. You, you understand? Now, this uh, program that they had uh, the other day dealt with the moon, as I said previously, and maybe the most uh, interesting part was, uh, and, and I'll share it with you, and, and not necessarily to uh, to, to scare anybody. Uh, we, we we have to know and we have to understand that certain things must must ha happen, right. must transpire. You, you understand? 
before we go from this physical realm into the spiritual realm, you see. Now, they have noticed, the scientists uh, have noticed that the moon has started to wobble. Let me repeat that. <laughs> the moon has started to wobble. Mm -hmm. The comparison that they gave was like, if you, are, if you have a spinning top, and as long as uh, the velocity of that top spinning is is uh, uh, powerful enough, uh, you can't see any any vibration or any wobble. But as it slows down, you see a wobble. You see, and I don't know about you, but I I witnessed that as a child. <laughs> I I witnessed uh, the the fact that a spinning top will slow down. And it will start wobbling when it starts to slow down. Now, they went on to, to say that, look, this isn't anything new. Uh, as a matter of fact, I guess there are records that go all the way back to uh, the 16th century, you see. And it's a cyclical thing that's, that happens uh, now and then. Uh, I, I heard a uh, – well, I'll get to that in a minute. Anyway uh, – So oh, the, the, they, they don't know what to expect, to be honest with you. You, you see, they, 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 they suspect that certain things will happen, you see, but in terms of the true magnification of what this means to the physical Earth, and they, they came out and said that the Earth and the moon work in a symbiotic relationship. In other words, the Earth could not be what it is, you see, without the moon, and the moon could not be what what uh, it is without the earth, you see. And uh, I, I learned uh, some time ago that that the uh, magma that is in the uh, inner parts of the earth uh, actually uh, helped to build up a a a, uh, a a protective layer of ions that protect us from burning to death or burning to a crisp, you, you see. And uh, very, to make it very simple, that, that, that without the moon doing what it does through, through its, its uh, pulling on the, uh, the waters of the world, and we, we, we uh, experience the high tides and low tides, without that whole process, you, you, you see, uh, it appears that uh, this ion layer of protection would not exist, you, you, you see. Now, I, I don't know, maybe you can understand it. I, I don't understand how that could possibly be, but uh, the man sounded like he, he knew what he was talking about, and I'd like to share it with you if, I, if I'm able to come into uh, some uh, more information about this particular thing. They, they did very boldly say that high tides will be higher and low tides will be lower. And the part that really, really got me is this is a 18-year cycle. You see, if it starts now, if it starts this year, this moment, it'll last for 18 years. Six, six, six. You get the 18. You, know, you understand. So you see all of the the signs that are taking place in this this creation. Everything from the uh, the high temperatures. Mm -hmm. on the west side of the country to the floods uh, in the uh, 
east side of the country. Uh, I heard uh, someone from uh, uh, Southfield say the other day that the moon, or I'm sorry, that the sun was actually red. Now, look, she wasn't exaggerating. Mm -hmm. He was not exaggerating. It was red. I saw it. I have never, I have never seen the sun that red. Now, she said, and I believe her, uh, that the moon, too, was red. I did not see the moon, you, you understand. But I understand that there, there is uh, a scripture someplace that talks about the the moon will turn the color of blood. In other words, red, you see. Well, scientifically, they say that uh, many of the, uh, a lot of the smoke uh, caused by the uh, the fires in the western part of the nation, uh, that, that much of that smoke is causing uh, our sunsets to be more orange in color. And, and again, the word that they used was orange. Well, uh, the word that she used and the word that, uh, that I, I, I saw for myself was red, you see, the red what was sun. Now, you know, uh, there are, well, there's all kinds of things going on. Uh, volcanoes that haven't uh, erupted for three, four hundred years all of a sudden are, are, uh, are erupting. Uh, earthquakes that uh, have never occurred in certain places where they occurred. And it's, it's kind of strange where uh, time after time, the, the, these earthquakes are in the 7, 7.7, 7.4, 7.6. You, you understand, uh, which show us that Yahweh has his hand in, in, in the whole matter. You, you understand? Now, I like to just read this uh, very, very quickly. Uh, and you might not uh, think that uh, this has a lot to do with what I have said, but in the big scheme of things, I think it does. I think it does. And uh, if you don't think it does, then I, I'm sorry to bore you. Uh, maybe someday you'll see and understand and or you'll come up with the, uh, the right words to say to me, uh, Walker, you don't know what you're talking about, you see. But uh, this comes from uh, the textbook, volume four, page one, one, one. And the header is, uh, it involves the disciples' prayer. And remember, Dr. Kinley wrote this, you, you see. And even if he didn't do the writing on something, he approved whatever went into that book. And I understand there's, there's, there's someone took a liberty to put something in that book that he did not know anything about, and he was not happy about that. And I can understand why he wasn't happy about it. In other words, uh, he, he he wanted that book to be uh, "Thus Saith Yahweh." Uh, he says in this particular article or this particular page. Now, again, this is Volume Four, page one eleven. He says, however, the difficulty of understanding the real efficacy of prayer arises chiefly from two sources: from the belief that man lives under general laws which in all cases must be 
fulfilled unalterably, you see. Um, look, the sun comes up uh, in the east and it sets in the west. And we have uh, learned to, uh, to recline and to, to take rest ourselves when the sun goes down, you see. That's inalterable. Uh, that's, that's the case all over the world. Yeah, okay, so you work the midnight shift every now and then, but uh, for the most part, when, when uh, the sun goes down, it's a time for rest. And then, of course, it's, it's pointing to the fact that the sun uh, uh, goes through a death, you see, and then it rises, goes through that resurrection the next morning. Anyhow, it goes on to say, and all of the opposing belief that he is master of his own destiny. This is this is this is man. Man, there there are men, uh, and and by the way, there's fewer of them now than what there were five years ago. Uh, he thinks that he is the master of his own destiny. He doesn't give Yahweh, his creator, credit for anything, you see. And as paradoxical as it may seem, words are not always adequate to express the realized influence to the Holy Spirit on the heart of man. Did you ever have a something on your mind or something that you wanted to say you just couldn't find the words the the right words to say it you see uh that's basically what is being said here you, you see uh yahweh can place something on your heart and mind and you cannot really express it you will stumble and fumble i've seen it many many times people on the floor and off the floor on the job and on the job you see they could not put what they they felt in their heart and their mind, you see, into words, you see. Um, let me see. Uh, words are not always adequate to express the realized influence to the Holy Spirit on the heart of man, sufficiently for him to expose by utterance the exact contents of his mind. For in fact, it is involved in the inscrutable mystery which attends on the conception of any free action of, of man as necessary for the working out of the general law of Yahweh's unchangeable will. <laughs> At the same time, it is clearly implied that such a reconcilement does exist. Now here's where it really gets spiritual as far as I'm concerned. You see, this reconcilement, it, it, it's there, you see. And that all the apparently isolated and independent exertions of man's spirit in prayer are in some way perfectly subordinated to the one supreme will of Yahweh. Where are you reading that? Huh? Where are you reading this? This is a this is a volume, volume four, page one eleven, uh, just about the middle of. Paragraph starts with paradoxically. Right, right here. This is it right here, right? Paradoxically, is it Macy? Go ahead, Dr. 
Hello? Sound like we might have lost him. That's the correct paragraph. Thank you, Dr. Dye. Dr. Walker, are you still there? It still is connected. Still is connected, but it's no yeah, it's uh, solid. coming. Wanted this call drop. Give him a few more seconds if he gets back on. Bro. There you go. We couldn't hear you for a while, Doctor Walker. Go ahead. We found the paragraph. I'm sorry. Say it again. We couldn't hear you for a while. We were wondering, did you drop off? So go ahead, continue. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, just uh, I think we got a couple more sentences here, and that's it. Um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, we'll pick it up here. So also, is it said of the spiritual influence of the Holy Spirit on each individual mind that likewise the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities? For we know not what we should pray for as we are, but the Spirit maketh intercession for us, not Mary or any other dead spirit with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the sons according to the will of Yahweh. And you find that in Romans uh, 8, 26 and 27. Uh, uh, again, that helps me to understand what this whole creation is all about, you see, and, and where, where we fit, where I fit in this creation, you can see. And that uh, basically every thought I ever had has been put in my heart and in my mind by Yahweh, the creator himself. And again, I didn't mean to enter. Dr. Walker. Said that uh, Dr. Kenley, along with uh, his sidekick, well, maybe that's the wrong word, but nevertheless, he and Dr. Gross had a room full of books, full of books, all kind of books, all types of sciences, so on and so forth, you see. And uh, I understand that uh, uh, at times uh, he, he would bring, in the early years, he would bring many of those books to class just to show that uh, he knew exactly what he was talking about. And he would illustrate uh, through those books. Mm -hmm. Dr. Walker, you're having trouble with your connection. Keep going in and out. I'll share, be happy to share any information that I find out further about uh, this thing out there called the moon, you, you see, mm -hmm. and the relationship that, that we have with our moon, you, you, you understand. And uh, there, there's one thing about it. All right. Dr. Warren, we're going to... Um... He's having some uh, issues. Dr. Walker, can you hear me? While I get ready for the next speaker. All right. Just give him a phone to see if I can just let him know. I don't want well, to read. Dr. Walker. Revelation. Yeah. 
I'm sorry, you keep going in and out. There's some type of connection issue going on. Okay, I I, I don't know. Let's, let's put together these cheap phones. But anyway, <laughs> thank you for the point. Thank you, Dr. Walker. Sorry about that. Uh -huh. Thank you, Dr. Walker. We appreciate your testimony tonight. If our next speaker is a pleasure for me to call on uh, Dr. Paula Brown. Dr. Brown. Good evening to the class. Good evening. Um, it's definitely a pleasure to say anything about this great gospel. I definitely enjoyed the previous speakers. Um, hmm. I don't have a lot on my mind. I kind of came in late. What was the scripture lesson? What was the um, scripture? Second Corinthians, fourth chapter. Hmm. Okay, let me... Um, Pull that, pull that up. But um, just giving glory and honor and praise to Yahshua. Um, it's not done in the world. And we definitely are blessed to be um, part of the body of Yahshua the Messiah. Um, to say anything about this great gospel. Um, Hmm, I just didn't want to not say anything. <sighs> Let's see here. Let's um <sighs> okay, let's um for whatever reason, let's go to uh second Corinthians, the fifth chapter. The second Corinthians five and one. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of Yahweh, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. If so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened. Not, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon, that mortality might be swallowed up in life. Now he that hath wrought, that hath wrought us for the selfsame thing is Yahweh, who also hath given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. Therefore we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from Yahweh, for we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with Yahweh. Wherefore we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of the Messiah, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Knowing, therefore, the terror of Yahweh, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto Yahweh. And I trust, and I trust also are made manifest in your consciousness. For we commend not ourselves again unto you, but give you occasion to glory on our behalf, that ye may have somewhat to answer them, which glory in appearance and not in hearts. For whether we be beside ourselves, it is to Yahweh. Or whether we be sober, it is for your cause. 
for the love of the Messiah constrains, constraineth us, because thus we judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live, live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Wherefore, henceforth, we know no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Yahshua, the Messiah after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we no more, know we him no more. Therefore, if any man be any Messiah, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, <clears throat> excuse me, behold, all things are become new. And all things are of Yahweh, who hath reconciled us to himself by Yahshua the Messiah, and hath given us to the ministry of reconciliation. To wit, that Yahweh was in the Messiah, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then we are ambassadors for the Messiah. And as Yahweh did, and as through Yahweh did beseech you, excuse me, and as though Yahweh did beseech you by us, we pray you in Messiah's stead, be ye reconciled unto Yahweh. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of Yahweh in him. Thank you. I do appreciate that. <clears throat> Y'all know the reason why that uh, Yahweh just said, no, go to the next chapter. So I did, and I really just wanted to go over the basic fundamental um, process. <laughs> it might not be the proper word of this teaching. Mm -hmm. And basically, how do we become reconciled unto Yahweh? First off is <laughs> through his grace and mercy that he chose us out of the world to receive him. First, he had to bring us out of the darkness. Now go to the Moses chart um, for a minute. And I do believe I heard um, was the first speaker mentioned um, God's spirit, spirit is God, you know, being out there in the church world and not knowing what spirit it really is. Mm -hmm. So coming into this class, the grace and mercy of Yahshua, the Messiah, through the, through the vision and revelation that was given from him to Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley. And he was admonished to teach his people the will of Yahweh. And you know, I'm, you know, just paraphrasing. And that was a blessing because the learning of Yahweh is hidden in the mystery. So what is admonished to us to worship Yahweh in spirit and in truth. And that's wrong, that's, excuse me, John 4 and 24. Um, you start at 23, but you don't even have to read it because this Moses chart, the title says Elohim, the archetype original pattern of the universe. And right at the top, it tells us that Yahweh is spirit manifesting within the cloud, symbolizing eternity, Jerusalem above. 
And every class, the moderator goes through that. Okay, uh, moderator, um, get the part where he says, uh, just start with Yahweh's spirit. All right. Uh, Yahweh's spirit. Let's see. Yahweh is pure spirit. In this oh, Yahweh is pure spirit. Gotcha. Okay, thank you. Right. Thank you. <laughs> Yahweh is pure spirit, and in this state, he is incomprehensible and inscrutable. He is the ultimate source, substance, limits, and bounds of everything. Okay, yeah. stop right there. Mm -hmm. That is the definition of spirit. Yahweh is spirit. Right. He is the limits, bounds, the source, the substance of every invisible visible minute <laughs> anything in in this whole universe that is yahweh everything emulates from yahweh and it's from the pure spirit state and we do know that matter is spirit materialized you know so yahweh is not a cloud but he chose a cloud to symbolize himself because a cloud has no particular shape or form. You know, within him, we live, move, and have our being. Now, <clears throat> I would have never thought about that until Yahweh, through Yahshua the Messiah, through the preaching of the death, burial, resurrection, the blood, water, spirit, the principles, the basic fundamental foundation of this great teaching that we could actually learn something in truth about our creator you know and not speculating because he's given witnesses throughout this entire universe you know because everything is spirit materialized but see out of Yahweh's great mercy for his sons because everybody don't understand it and they're not going to get it he came out of his pure spirit state. Actually, it was a death onto him because in that pure spirit state, that's his high and lofty state, you know. But he broke himself down into a shape and form as Elohim, you know. This is the panoramic vision of Elohim to Moses in Mount Sinai in 1490 BY, you know, when he called Moses. The 70 elders, Aaron, Nadab, and Abayu, <clears throat> up to the mount. But Moses was carried to the, this, the top of the mount. And he received the understanding of this super incorporeal being, you know, having the shape and form of a man, but without flesh and blood. This is Yahweh Elohim. He's Yahweh, Elohim, Yahshua. These three are one. This is his, this is the Godhead, you know. And then he transfigured or transmutated into this intangible threefold tabernacle pattern because it is the pattern of everything. That's how you're going to get it. That, that pattern is the key to everything, mm -hmm. you know. The law and the prophets, you know, the law and the prophets are speaking about Yahshua. Mm -hmm. And Moses was seeing this vision, 
And of course, I didn't know anything about visions until coming into this class and that Yahshua, Yahweh Elohim always spoke to mankind in visions and revelations. So Moses was given this panoramic vision of Elohim. Elohim is the expression of Yahweh mm. in shape and form. Mm. And then this shape and form came down in the body, in the physical form as Yahshua, the Messiah. Actually, this is Yahweh in pure spirit in, mm. in this cloud. Yahweh in shape and form and Yahweh in physical form that walked the earth plane as the Savior, Yahshua, the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And these three are one. Would not not would have not known that. So go ahead and get first job five and seven and eight. All right. That is go ahead, Lord. Go. go. That's first job five and seven. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. Mm -hmm. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the Spirit, and the water, and the blood. And these three agree in one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of Yahweh is greater. For there is, excuse me, for this is the witness of Yahweh, which he have testified of his son. Mm-hmm. He that believeth on the son of Yahweh hath the witness in himself. Mm-hmm. He that believeth not Yahweh hath made him a liar mm-hmm. because he believeth not the record that Yahweh gave of his son. Mm-hmm. And this is the record that Yahweh have given to us eternal life. And this life is in his son. Mm-hmm. He that hath the son hath life. Mm-hmm. And he that hath not the son of Yahweh hath not life. Mm-hmm. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the son of Yahweh. That you may know that you have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of the son of Yahweh. Okay, you can stop right there. So let's go get the definition of eternal life. Would not have known this again, because I keep going back to not knowing anything until Yahshua brought me out of the darkness of this world um, to give an understanding. And Mm -hmm. it's not overnight. It's a process, you know. Mm. You have to keep coming back. It's a school, it's not a church. We come to learn how to worship our Heavenly Father in spirit and in truth and in absolutely no other form or fashion, you know. Would have not known that, you know. Did not, not, did not know that eternal life, a definition of eternal life is in the Bible. You know, is there, but he still has to open up your understanding. So go ahead and get um, that scripture, please. First, um, excuse me, that's John 17 and 1. These words spake Yahshua and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son, that thy son may also glorify thee, 
as thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal, that they may know thee, the only true Elohim, and Yahshua the Messiah, whom thou art sent, whom okay. thou hast sent. Excuse me. Okay, go to the name chart. So that's eternal life. Read that one little part again about eternal life. Go to the name chart. Uh, that's, seven, that's third verse, 17 and three. And this mm -hmm. is life eternal, mm -hmm. that, that they might know that thou art the only true Elohim and Yahshua the Messiah whom thou hast sent. So Yahshua is speaking to Yahweh, really. That's Yahweh in the physical body, but he's speaking to the highest um, existence of itself mm -hmm. right within him. So he's saying, this is like eternal, that they might know thee, mm -hmm. Yahweh, right there, Yahweh, did not know my heavenly father had a name. I was asked by my beautiful brother who uh, took off the flesh. The first person that Yahshua brought to me that gave me the name. And I'm absolutely so grateful um, for having that relationship with them, you know. So Yahweh is his name. So life eternal. Is to know the Yahweh, the true, okay, Elohim, and Yahshua the Messiah, who thou, thou hast sent. So going back to Yahweh, didn't I know that Lord was a title? God is a title. She asked me, Paula, what is God's name? I said, the Lord. She said, no. I said, God. She was like, nah. I said, uh, okay, Jesus. And she said, no. Nah. I said, okay, you know. She said, his name is Yahweh. Mm -hmm. So she presented the Holy Name Bible to me. I was like, okay. You know, I couldn't dispute it because I didn't know. I said, okay. All right, thank you. But still, he did not give me an understanding about how important his name is. You know, it, it was about a year or so <laughs> after that, mm -hmm. um, that he brought another vessel in my life. And it's, it's so beautiful because it is an individual journey, an individual relationship, an intimate relationship right. with our creator, you know. So that individual was going back to the law and the prophets. I didn't understand that, but they did. You know, I was like, oh, wait, wow, this is very interesting. We have a Bible study at the job during lunchtime. <laughs> Yahweh is awesome. I was so intrigued and they finally asked me, you want to come down to the Southfield class? I was like, sure. I'm, I'm really cutting up a long story. We don't got time for that. We, we were preaching about Yahshua the Messiah, not ourselves. I said, sure. You know, come to class, sitting there, and I'm like, okay. Still don't have no understanding. I'm talking about this about two years now into this, you know, coming into class. I said, okay. Why do they keep talking about most? Why are they keep talking about Hosts, you know, I still even, I still didn't even understand the name chart. And let me tell you, 
that 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 brother in the in Detroit class. I actually my first experience going to class was at the Detroit class, actually. And it was like um uh Charlie Brown to me, you know, wah 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 wah. <laughs> I couldn't hear, <laughs> I couldn't understand anything. Only thing I knew I saw the name chart. That I really paid attention to that. You know, so again. You could you could come, but you, that don't necessarily mean you, you're getting an understanding. It it takes the Holy Spirit to reveal those things to you. So just to speed it up some more. Um, so when I start coming regularly <laughs> to class, he said um, the, during the moder the moderation. This is every time we have class, so it's important to be on time so you can hear the moderation. So the moderator always tells us, in a good dictionary, you know, I'm cutting it up. Please, moderator, please read that. Please recite that part of the moderation. I used to uh, do moderate, uh, be a moderator. I can't even think about what <laughs> the moderation says. Uh, moderator. Yeah, no problem. No problem. You're speaking of any uh, good dictionary. Uh, uh, what part of the moderation is that? Uh, it's hard to start right from the middle. middle. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, uh, I apologize. Yeah. No, <laughs> minor investigation in any good dictionary. Thank you. Stop right there. Stop right there. Thank you. Minor investigation. I'm talking minor. I might have sat in class about a couple of months before I opened up the dictionary. I said, okay, a minor investigation in a good right. dictionary or encyclopedia would prove that neither the Hebrew language, the Greek language, or the Latin language have no character or letter that can make the sound of the letter J. Okay, because you, you can learn a whole lot in the school. That's why it's a school, not a church. I never heard of the word etymology. What is etymology? That's pretty much the origin uh, 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 the origin. Uh, somebody, please, you can get the definition of etymology. So, I was never that um, the bright English student. <laughs> However, when you're looking up words, well, back in the day when we had physical big dictionaries, uh, that right after that word, there's a bracket. And it, you can see where, how it's written in different languages. If I'm saying that properly, I probably need to go grab my dictionary. You can see where it comes from, mm -hmm. where the word derived from, you know, the origin of the word. Now it's like, okay, okay. Now I understand a little bit how to read this dictionary because you can read right there that this word derived from, sometimes you see LL means late Latin, uh, Greek and Hebrew. And I want to say maybe 80%, I might be wrong. The origin of the word always starts in, uh, originates from Hebrew. And it goes through... Um, you know, Hebrew, Greek, late Latin, old English, whatever the case may be. And you'll see, hmm, hey, this actually originated, this word actually originated from Hebrew, mm -hmm. you know. 
And then it comes on down to the English language. So I said, okay, you know, that's, that's pretty cool. And then I had to really think about it. I said, okay. Now, Moses, that's why they always say, go back to Moses. You know, he always referred back to Moses because that's where Yahweh gave his name to Moses. That, that's who the first person that Yahweh gave his name to was Moses at the Bernie Bush. You can just stay right there on the name chart. And I was sitting in the bed and it's just, it's just, a, uh, just a testimony about how great and awesome this teaching in Yahshua is. He is absolutely awesome. I'm sitting in bed reading the Bible, you know, call myself reading the Bible. I said, okay. So Exodus, Exodus you don't have to get it. Exodus third chapter, you know, around, start around the 13th verse. And I said to myself, after coming to class for a while, well, Moses asked God, God, <laughs> What is your name? When I go back down to the land of Egypt, what should I tell the children of Israel? What, what is your name? <laughs> because not until I started coming to class, I had absolutely no idea that Egypt, I didn't even know what the word polytheistic meant. <laughs> it means many gods. They serve many gods. And I remember, you know, if you took back when I was going to school, we learned about mythology <laughs> and all those gods had names. Right. So it's just, you know, when that light bulb goes off, you know, that shaking off, like, bee, 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 bee. well, that don't make a bitty dog on sense. Why, if God was his name, why would Moses that God, God, which, what is your name? Right. That don't make no dog on sense. Now you can. You could deny the name all you want to, but it is absolutely the truth. If his name was God, why would he ask God, God, what is your name? So that right there, I was floored. I was like, okay, it's really something to this. When he really started opening up my eyes, you know, I said, okay, that makes sense. So, Moses going down there in the land of Egypt and saying, because they worship many gods, the, uh, the, the god of the, of the river Nile, you know, the sun god, uh, Amorite, and um, all kinds of gods. Okay, there's all kinds of gods, gods right till this day. And they all have, have names. So when it says life eternal is to know the only true God in the King James Version. Because it's only one. <laughs> Yahweh says back there, and we, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time. This is a school, write the scriptures down. If there's anybody new. Isaiah 46, 9 and 10. Mm -hmm. Thou shalt not have no other gods before me. The moderation says in 1 Corinthians 85, there are Lord's many and God's many. This is the same King James Version of the Bible that I was carrying around trying to search for, the, for a church home. Same Bible that all the 
so-called educated, went through theology school, whatever the case may be, pastors, preachers, same Bible. Mm-hmm. You gonna tell me that God is his name. I'm so grateful. Mm-hmm. So we know now that Yahweh is the only true heir and Yahweh manifested himself in a physical body as Yahshua Messiah and saved the soul of man when he died, buried, and he resurrected, ascended, and outpoured his Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost to the Jews first, seven years later, seven years later to the Gentiles. It is just Yahweh's pattern and purpose. He has a purpose. He has a pattern. If you don't go by it, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it if he hadn't chosen you from before the foundation of the world. All of this is in the Bible. Yahweh says, says what he means, and he means what he says, period. Mm-hmm. If you want to believe in the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, so that is a blessing to know this. And how do we know that Yahweh Elohim, he's in this shape of form? You get over there, John 1 and 1 for me, please. St. John? Yeah, you know it's not no St. John. But I you know, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's John 1 and 1. We're sons. <laughs> right, right. Okay, go ahead. We're not about that. But go ahead. Yeah. In the beginning was the word. Mm-hmm. The word was with Yahweh, excuse me, the word was with Elohim, and the word was Elohim. The same. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. let's stop right there. Mm-hmm. We're going to go switch on back over to Mozart. So we know that this is Yahweh in his pure spirit state, and this is Yahweh Elohim in the shape and form. So start that over for me, please. Okay. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with Yahweh, and the word was Yahweh. The same was in the beginning with Yahweh. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, go ahead. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Uh And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Mm -hmm. Uh, You want me to drop down to 14 or keep going? Uh, or stop right, just start right there for a second. So, in the beginning was the word Yahweh Elohim. The word was with Yahweh. The word, and I'm messing that up. Start that over one more time. One, one last. <laughs> one and one. In the beginning was the word, and the uh-huh. word was with Yahweh, and the word was Yahweh. So it's telling us that the word was Yahweh. In the beginning. So grab Proverbs 8 and 22 for me real quickly. Just real quickly. Mm -hmm. Uh, And stop at 30. If you get past, I might tell you just stop before 30. Okay. Proverbs 8 and 22. Yahweh possessed me in the beginning of his way before Mm -hmm. his works of old. Mm -hmm. I was set up from everlasting, from the beginning, or ever Mm -hmm. the earth was. When there were no depths, I was brought forth when there were no fountains abounding with water. Before the mountains were settled, before the hills was, excuse me, before the mountains were settled, before the hills was I brought forth. 
While as yet he had not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the highest part of the dust of the world, when he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he set a compass upon the face of the depth, when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he gave to the sea his decree that the water should not pass his commandment, when he appointed the fountains of the earth, then was I by him as one brought up with him, and I was daily his delight rejoicing always before him okay you can start right there mm -hmm. so that's yahweh elohim yahweh in his super incorporeal form this yahweh elohim was the only well one thing he's the begotten son and after he formed his begotten son he went out of the uh creating business because everything was created by yahweh elohim mm -hmm. you know Yahweh Elohim was before anything, mm -hmm. you know. So going back to uh, John 1 and 1. Okay. It's John 1 and 1. Mm -hmm. In the beginning was the word, uh -huh. and the word was with Yahweh, and the word was Yahweh. Right. The same was in the beginning with Yahweh. Mm -hmm. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Mm -hmm. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Mm -hmm. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Okay. Jump down to 14. One second. Stop right there. So everything was made by him. Right. Why is that? Because he is the Father, Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. Right. This, 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 this super incorporeal being is Yahweh, Elohim, and Yahshua. And how we understand him in the shape and form because he transfigured into the threefold tabernacle mm -hmm. who that represents the father, the word, and the Holy Spirit, the most holy place, holy place, and the court roundabout, one tabernacle. Mm -hmm. You know, everything was fashioned by that one tabernacle. The man was fashioned according to the tabernacle pattern. How? By his head cavity, chest cavity, and abdominal region. Mm -hmm. You can live without your hands. But this is one body that Adam is a, here we go, Adam is a proton, neutron, and electron. Right. That is one atom. Matter is gas, liquid, solid. That's matter. It can exist in three different states all at one time because mm -hmm. ice can do that. A cell is a nucleus. A, nucle a nucleolus, a nucleus, and a cell body for one cell. Everything was fashioned according to that tabernacle pattern. Okay? The Ark of the Covenant, the Ark, excuse me, had an upper deck, a middle deck, and a lower deck for one Ark. Right. Solomon's Temple had a oracle, a sanctuary, and a porch. But mm -hmm. that was one temple. Mm -hmm. So everything was fashioned in the universe according to Yahweh Elohim and dropped down to John 1 and 14. All right, 14th verse. Okay. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the father, full of mm -hmm. grace and truth. That's right. And that's what we are all about down here at this beautiful school. <laughs> that really Yahweh pitched it, not man. He used that body. He used that man at the end of this age to reveal himself 
to his sons. And that's something to be so, so, so grateful for because mm -hmm. we now know what life eternal is. Yahweh, Yahweh's name means the one who exists or causes to exist. The, 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 the part Yah is the masculine portion. Way is the feminine portion. He's the mother and father of us all. You know, the, the Yah, the verb means to be. Now, that's why he has Ayah, Ayah. Matter of fact, that was uh, what he gave to Moses first. He gave mm -hmm. a, a description of himself first. He said, Ayah, Ayah, Ayah. Had no idea that that was taken, taken out of the um, manuscript. But properly, it's right. not I am that I am. It's I will be what I will to be. Yahweh said over in the 45th chapter of Isaiah, I form the light and I create darkness. I do all these things. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Yahweh, you know, in his pure spirit state, coming down in shape and form as Elohim the word or son. Elohim means almighty. This is a plural title, you know. Yahweh Elohim. The one who causes to exist is the almighty. Yah, the masculine portion of Yahshua's name, he said he comes in his father's name. Mm -hmm. We all come in our father's name. Mary, not Mary, taking a woman's last name to go her father's last name. Whatever the case may be, when we was in that hospital, we was baby Brown, baby Phillips, baby Lewis. That's how we came in. In our father's name, it takes the natural to understand the spiritual. Right. Romans 1, 19 and 20, that's one of the uh, theme songs. <laughs> the theme, you know, of this, of this beautiful class. Mm -hmm. You know, Yahweh is who causes to exist is the almighty Shua means savior or deliverer. Right. He is salvation right within that name of Yahshua. So now we know what life eternal is. Mm -hmm. You know, he's one. This is not three different deities at right. all. Yahweh is expressing his very existence. Yahweh, Elohim, and Yahshua. That's what it says. He said, there are three that bear record in heaven. Now we can be in heavenly places. Mm -hmm. Because we know that these three are one. And he given us all types of witnesses. You could discard them if you want to, but if you discard them, it's not going to be anything good in the end. There are witnesses in the earth plane. Your own existence is a witness. You have to have blood running through those veins, water. We're about 70, bodies about 670% made of water. The earth was inundated in water before <laughs> he even formed anything. That's the beginning of Genesis. You know, that's not even the first book of the Bible. But that was Moses' vision, those first five books of the Bible. 
which is the law. In the next 34 books from Joshua to Malachi, that's the testimony. It says to the law and to the testimony, if they do not speak according to this word, there is absolutely no light in them. You know, that's the only way you're going to get any type of understanding is through Yahshua's pattern or plan of salvation. We got the blood, water, spirit, the death, burial, resurrection, all witnessing throughout that entire body. Our own body is the witness to that. And it's a beautiful thing to accept the truth. Mm-hmm. And it's a fixed fight. It's a fixed fight. We got to go through the motions. <laughs> but in the end, we are definitely going to be in a much better place, not even being concerned with the physical because it's only a type and shadow. The spirit is reality. You have to have the spirit of Yahshua in you to be able to navigate <laughs> through this life. Right. And that's all I'm going to say. I like to yield the floor. Thank you always for even having just a little bit to say about Yahshua the Messiah. All praise, glory, honor goes to Yahshua and Yahshua only. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Brown, uh, for your moving testimony. And it is a pleasure to call for our last speaker of the evening uh, from the Southfield Branch, Dr. Dorian Lewis. Good evening, class. I have enjoyed class thoroughly today, and I too am very thankful that Yahshua has given us the ability to know that he's, he's revealed this to us, should I say. You know, we, he didn't have to do it. So like Dr. Volpe was saying, I'm thankful for the brethren and those who persevere in uh, learning and supporting and preaching this gospel. All right, so what uh, the previous speaker, the last speaker just went through is something that for me is, um, it was something that Yahweh used to capture me. We all have our different things that, you know, Yahweh used for us. And this unity of the spirit and the nature of Yahweh, the supernal nature was always fascinating to me. And it was always uh, just something I love. So I want to read something. She talked about the unity of spirit, how the Yahweh is pure spirit. She talked about what Yahweh is. And do you know, to this day, and um, one of the speakers, one of the vessels mentioned that how that, I think it was Dr. Walker mentioned how they, Dr. Kinley and Dr. Grossman, they, that's one of our aims is to uh, um, encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religions, psychology, philosophy, modern and both practical and occult science. They study what was out there. You see and that right there ought to tell you uh, that this school is different from any religious organization you've had because most of them try to keep you away. Don't be messing with that stuff. You might get possessed by the devil, you know? And uh, we've oftentimes been accused of being a cult. And, and, and that's rule number one of any cult is they isolate you and keep you away from somebody who may challenge what they're telling you. We do not do that. We tell you the exact opposite. You go out and you investigate. You go to whatever religious affiliation you were in before. You go and ask them questions. Ask them to explain certain things. You understand? Because this is the truth. And we it's, that's easy to say that. Everybody in the world is saying that. But Yahweh proved himself. We ain't got to prove it. 
What we need to do is learn the proof that he's given us. So um, she talked about the unity of the spirit, the very nature, the supernal nature of Yahweh, what he is. Yahweh is spirit. He is pure spirit. And in this state, he is incomprehensible and inscrutable. You can't understand him in his pure spirit state. Nobody knew that God had different states of existence. None of us did, I don't think. You see you investigate what's out in the world, you'll see they still don't understand. <laughs> you understand? So 90 years, somebody talked about it. It's been 90 years or whatever it is, 90-something years since the vision, since 1931, Yahweh gave him to the Kennedy vision. And they still, nobody has come up on this yet, even gotten close to a understandable explanation of what God is. So that Yahweh is spirit. and He's pure spirit, excuse me. And in this state, he is incomprehensible and inscrutable. He is the ultimate source, substance, limits, and bounds of everything. We hear that every class, and I know it's easy for it to just roll over our heads. You think about that. And I want to get this real quick in the textbook, because this was an explanation. And, and uh, as people often state, this was the reason that Dr. Kinley was bestowed, was given an honor, honorary doctorate degree, because they were trying to get this book, the first edition of this book written. And uh, you can hear in some of those lectures we got, those newer lectures that Kelly talked about when he first wrote it. And, and uh, he was trying to be succinct and keep it, those, these are my words, but basically he was trying to keep it short and just get straight to the point. And he said, everybody in school was like, you can't, you're going to have to explain that, <laughs> like everything. So it just kept getting bigger and bigger. And so they took it, one of the sections that he wrote, which is, where is that? The Comparative Exegetical Analysis. It is up here. Page one, volume. I mean, volume one, page fifty. Yeah, I got it right here. And um, he took this to a college. I forget what college it was. But anyway, he took it up there to a professor, and the professor said, "I can't, <laughs> I can't do nothing with that." You understand? But this is the section which is why he uh, ended up with the honorary doctorate. So what he's explaining in this, so comparative right there we're going to compare something right exegetical exegesis is let's look it up right i think i i don't know the words to put it in there uh, let me see exegesis all right a critical explanation or interpretation of a text especially of scripture so comparative exegetical analysis so we're going to analyze this so this is what Dr. Kinley's saying. He starts with this phrase, that mind, as in our mind, you know, mind is most frequently associated with the mental state of a human being, according to reputable lexicographers, those are the people who make dictionaries, right? <laughs> That's the definite line. Therefore, mind is constantly subject to fluctuating changes for better or worse, but not so in the case of God or spirit. As he said, for I am Yahweh, I change not. So what he's, he's getting ready to talk about it is I think he, it's up in here. Yeah, the failure of the modern new psychological religions. There was a concept that was very prevalent back in the time they wrote this 50s, 60s, 70s. And it's still around, which is that the, the concept of the universal mind. And, and it, I just read something on, online. Um, they were talking about this. They, was, they were at, they're asking now, there is a certain group of scientists there's a theory or they're asking, is the universe conscious? Does the universe have consciousness? And that's really just a, a, a permutation of 
this whole universal mind concept that everything is really conscious. There's one, uh, there's a, we're all connected to each other and the universe through our mind. This is some kind of hocus pocus stuff anyway. What it is is the product of a carnal mind. You can look it up for yourself, but it's trying to explain. They see some connections, but they haven't had a revelation from Yahweh. So this is what he's talking about when he's talking about mind and all that. So Dr. Hugo Musterberg, the former dean of psychology at Harvard University, made the statement that there is no such thing as a subconscious mind in existence because that's part of the universal mind concept. As a subconscious mind, a conscious mind, and you know, whatever. It's, it's three of them. I forgot. Just like I said, look it up. So he says this, this uh, Dr. Hugo Munstenberg says that there is no such thing. He was against that concept of uh, subconscious mind and universal mind. There's no such thing as the subconscious mind in existence. Here and now, I make the unconditional statement that Yahweh is not a subconscious or universal mind. Instead, Yahweh is all in all. And so that's a broad statement. It's a true statement, but it's broad. He's got to break that down, right? So instead, Yahweh is all in all. That is to say, Yahweh is the eternal, threefold, universal spirit possessing the power of transmutation in his two manifestations, incorporeal and physical. So let's stop and look at that for one second, because it can get confusing, you know, say, well, I thought there were three manifestations. First, there are three states of existence. Yahweh has three states of existence, but only two manifestations. Manifest means to be made known. And we say every class that in Yahweh and his pure spirit state is incomprehensible and inscrutable. He cannot be known in his high and lofty pure spirit state. So he breaks himself down, as Dr. Brown just said, into and takes on a, a uh, incorporeal shape and form as Yahweh Elohim, a, uh, a spiritual embodiment. I was looking for that word, spiritual embodiment. That is incorporeal or incorporeal, if you prefer. You understand? Without the flesh. So that's one of the manifestations. He said incorporeal and physical, his two manifestations. Let's read it again. Instead, Yahweh is all in all. That is to say, Yahweh is the eternal threefold universal spirit possessing the power of transmutation in his two manifestations, incorporeal and physical. But in the absence of a clear, understandable definition and explanation of what spirit really is and how it operates, we are still compelled to remain in ignorance or jeopardy. In the pure literal sense of the word, spirit is abstract. But in, in the divine, excuse me, in the true divine etymological concrete sense, Spirit is the all in all or the terminus ad quem. Now we mentioned that, that's just a Latin phrase. Uh, the terminus ad, okay, we, we'll read it. Um, of whom a direct and profound knowledge is not claimed. The expression terminus ad quem refers to Yahweh in his abstract state or without form, being the limits and the bounds of every conceivable and inconceivable idea of source and substance, wisdom and intelligence, knowledge and power, law and justice, love and mercy, beauty and glory. <laughs> and that's a mouthful. <laughs> He's all in all. He is everything, okay? In the abstract sense, sense, absolutely nothing could exist before or independent of spirit. Neither can anything with or without shape or form be pre-existent or co-eternal with 
spirit. So there's no goddesses. There was no, uh, uh, you know, nobody helped Yahweh create this creation. And uh, there's a phrase, I don't know, I know Dr. Dye probably knows where it's at, but it talks about Yahweh was alone and by himself before he created this creation. He was all that exists. In fact, he still is all that exists, you understand? Because we're going to get to it. Everything in the universe is one or another expression of Yahweh. <laughs> you understand? Including you and I. All right. So in the abstract sense, absolutely nothing could exist before or independent of spirit. Neither can anything with or without shape or form be pre-existent or co-eternal with spirit. Therefore, as we have already said, Yahweh in this state of existence is pure spirit or abstraction. A couple of classes ago, we looked up abstract. It means difficult to understand. So in that state, that doesn't that go with what he already said about pure spirit or Yahweh in this, and what spirit is? Incomprehensible and, it's, and um, we can't understand it. So Yahweh in this state of existence is pure spirit or abstraction. But Yahweh in the process of taking on form or moving, in part, from the abstract to the intermediate state. So as Yahweh begins to take on a shape and form as Yahweh Elohim in this super incorporeal body. So I'm going to read this again. This is, this is heavy. But Yahweh, in the process of taking on form or moving in part from the abstract to the intermediate state, conceived the idea of the, cre of the concrete creation and the desire to manifest or make himself known to his creatures of the creation. Now, as Yahweh Elohim existed in form before he began his work of creation, and that's what Dr. Brown just said, say Yahweh as pure spirit created that spiritual embodiment and he went out of the creating business. We've heard that before. Yahweh in the pure spirit state only created that spiritual embodiment. Then as Yahweh Elohim in that super incorporeal form, he created the universe as we know it okay so um now as yahweh existed in form before he began his work of creation he is therefore the true threefold archetypal arch spirit pattern of the universe that's what dr brown just covered he created everything after the himself which is the pattern and you see that in nature and you see that in your life you have kids you don't have kids that look like a cat <laughs> they're created after you after your pattern you're human you have human children same thing it's seed after it's seed right so everything that yahweh created is made after his pattern that threefold nature and that's just simplifying it because you can get as deep as you want to with it you know but anyway um in as much as elohim in this intermediate state is the true original incorporeal pattern and spirit law by which the invisible and visible parts of the universe or creation must systematically be formed and given life, he must possess both masculine and feminine generative organs or the space of the universe containing everything within his spirit embodiment. And we almost out of time. I, I, I was going on, I'm sorry. But that's, that's a statement that I was like, wait, what? Because <laughs> yeah. we used to hear that in class a lot. I'd say, well, Yahweh is hermaphroditic. That's not a word that they use anymore, you know, hermaphrodite. What are you saying right there? You know, that he has both masculine and feminine generative organs. So I said, wait a minute, but Yahweh ain't flesh? Are you saying he's some type of, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say something that's not PC, but you know what I mean? Like, is he, is he has a developmental issue? 
But no, what he's saying is he's using these examples. He takes a masculine, a man and a woman to come together and bring life, right? Even in plant world, they got masculine and feminine, right? What he's saying, it, for, to come together and bring life, that's what it takes. What he's saying is Yahweh can bring forth life of himself. He don't need a goddess. He, he has everything he needs to create life. And that's what he has right here in the uh, parentheses. He must possess both masculine and fem feminine generative organs or the space of the universe containing everything. He's got everything he needs to bring forth life. He don't need no wife, no God wife. He don't need you. He didn't need Mary. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? He has what he needs to bring forth life in and of itself, in and of himself. Okay, so uh, he must possess. I'm gonna read that one more time. I'm sorry. He must possess both masculine and feminine generative organs or the space of the universe containing everything within his spirit embodiment. Likewise, Elohim himself, the immaculate essence or substance, energy or life, and the immutable law. Immutable means it can't be changed, can't be stopped, it, it won't be moved. And the immutable law intelligently manifesting himself or apparently transmuted in part into both the vis invisible and visible counterparts of the universe. So <laughs> I know that's a mouthful and we just don't have time to, to, I'll just keep reading, but go back and read this. Of course, as all these people say, Ash Yahweh, give you a revelation on it because this stuff, yeah, I mean, but I guess what I'm saying is look at how Yahweh's blessed us. He's given us a way to understand something about him that, listen, the smartest people in the world can't, can't comprehend this. They cannot comprehend it. And the thing is, through all their research, all the scientists, they're proving what Dr. Kinley wrote in this. And they don't even know it. They don't even understand it. So look at how much, how blessed have we been to be able to see this. So I'm going to read maybe this next paragraph and I'll be done. Um, hence, the universe in its totality, which expression includes every created object or thing, visible and invisible, animate and inanimate, known and unknown to be in existence, must derive from and abide within this great spirit embodiment. The entire universe is within Yahweh. That's <laughs> something. Herein called the original incorporeal pattern, whereby and wherein all things created are formed, shaped, animated, and constantly controlled thereafter with unerring accuracy by the involuble, cannot be violated, and immutable spirit law, which is part of the great universal incorporeal pattern time's up so <laughs> I, I probably shouldn't have tried to go into that but it is something so i hope that that helped me understand more the nature of yahweh because yahweh revealed to me when i was in class I've been, as uh, dr bobby said i've been in class my whole life for a long time i had a trinitarian concept of yahweh in my head for a long time <laughs> and he had to reveal that to me i didn't even know that i'm saying unity but i'm thinking yahweh over here yashua over here Okay, you know, this is Yahweh as he talks about transmuting. It's just something. So, anyway, I hope that wasn't too jumbled. And uh, I'll turn it back over to the moderator. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's powerful stuff. I'm telling you, it's powerful stuff. Thank you, Dr. Lewis, for your testimony. Um, I'd like to thank all of our speakers, Dr. Brown. Uh, what else did we have tonight? We had Dr. Brown. We had my mind escapes me, I'm sorry. All of the testimonies were, we had Yashua speaking to our vessels. All of the testimony were uh, were um, were great, great class and I thank you for all your participation. We also like to thank uh, again, uh, you for coming to study with us, all of our members and our visitors. Uh, we extend 
uh, invitation to come back and study with us again. I'd like to remind you that our classes are held here um, on Sundays from 11.30 to 1.30 uh, p.m. Eastern Standard Time and on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hey, Duane, I'm sorry, I forgot to mention. Does uh, Dr. Sharon Lewis or Dr. Shirley Nelson, if she's on, do you guys want to announce about the uh, physical classes real quick? Yeah, so just to update, to update everyone again, we are having a brick and mortar class on August the 22nd. That will be this coming, This that will be on a Sunday from 11 to 1 p.m. We will be sending out a Gmail message to everyone pertaining to that. We will continue to announce it on these classes. Uh, Zoom classes that we're having, but just to put on your calendar, August the 22nd, Sunday from 11 to 1, we'll be holding class in the Beachwood building. The address and location uh, will be forthcoming in a um, email out to all participants or the Southfield branch and others as well. So just to let you know, uh, we will continue to make this announcement, but we are, praises to Yashua, we are going to have a um, in-house, if you would, uh, um, class on August the 22nd. Praise Yashua. Okay. Looking forward to that. Thank you, Dr. Lewis. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, in closing, um, Again, I'd like to thank you um, all for coming out tonight. I uh, want to close with doxology, which is taken from the last book of Jude. Um, may we all stand in our heart and minds. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present your soul faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise Elohim, our Savior, through Yahshua, the Messiah, our Sovereign, belongs glory, majesty, dominion, and power both now and for all time, let the assembly say, hallelujah. 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 Thank you, everyone. Beautiful class, everyone. I enjoyed that.